firstly uh, thank you very much uh, nathan for giving me opportunity to interview you for my youtube channel and podcast oh my pleasure it was so good to um to meet you earlier and i know it's going to be an interesting discussion so uh, i thought to tell about the work that you are doing uh, to my audience and the work that you did to my audience yeah um maybe it'd be good to go in chronological order um when i graduated from um high school in 94 that's 1994 I uh the internet was just taking off. Um 94 was when Netscape uh browser was released. Before that, uh there really wasn't a commercial browser. That's I believe also the year that Amazon got started. Uh just sold books, it didn't sell anything else. And um you know the internet was really starting to take off at that time and anybody who knew anything about computers uh could get a job. So um I was in high school uh, college and then i also did a work for internet service uh provider and that uh led to a job for a web development firm which led to a job working at compaq which became hp and um ultimately uh from there i eventually went to a software company called anaplan and uh that's pretty much uh what i've been doing for the past um i guess 25 26 years um but i've always had an interest in space whenever i was um you know in in high school we used to watch star trek used to read science fiction my friends um my dad used to take me over to the nasa to the johnson space center uh i even went to kennedy space center one time uh, that was back in december of 1985 and um the challenger um shuttle was actually on the launch pad and then of course that january is when they had the the disaster with the uh, explosion um but i always was interested in space but you know once you get a career in one field your job uh continues down uh you know with with a similar type of career um but you know the kids are either graduated from college or in college and uh, i was just really happy uh, to have an opportunity come up for me to actually uh, make a transition over into uh, space um i learned about this entry level uh, flight controller position um and so i applied to it got accepted and i'm currently in the training for that a lot of people know about the astronauts in the international space station uh going around the earth every 90 minutes doing all the science that they do doing space walks going up there in soyuz capsules and coming back going up there in spacex dragons and coming back having all these supply vehicles going up there uh but what you may not realize is there's a whole group of people here on the ground that is really managing supporting the international space station uh you have uh people here on the ground that are looking at the environmental control making sure it's right pressure that the carbon dioxide's getting out that the oxygen is is staying at the right levels making sure that the water gets recycled um you have people here on the ground that are are making sure that a uh, power generation's happening like it's supposed to um and um that's actually the team that I'm going to be on is it's called the the Spartan team as uh, uh, station power articulation and thermal analysis um and there's other teams that are managing the robots 
um, doing robotic operations. Other teams are responsible for um, making sure that the the orbit that the the space station's in is clear of any debris and that it doesn't get damaged. Um, there's uh, another team that's responsible to make sure the communications are working right and that the computer systems are working right. And uh, there's just so many people down here that are supporting the International Space Station 24-7 doing really interesting work. Uh, so a lot of people might be like, you know, I, I don't want to go to space, but I like space, or I don't think I could become an astronaut. Um, uh, becoming a flight controller uh, is something that they should really consider because you get a you get a front row seat to everything that's happening up there in space. So, so what what is what made you to uh, come into this position, and uh, what made you to uh, be very passionate about this? Yeah. I mean, I was uh, in software before. It would make sense that if you're going to the space industry, maybe you want to be in software again. You know, you could start out a, at a higher level than you could by starting someplace new. But um, in a software position, you know, you're sitting behind the computer uh, 24, you know, the, the entire job, uh, and you have a very narrow view of what's going on. Um, and so I, I really wanted to have um, a wider connection with the space program. And so for that reason, uh, this flight controller position seemed ideal. I, you know, I would learn about the International Space Station systems. I would get to interact with other teams. I would uh, be able to see, um, you know, what the day-to-day -day managing of the space station looks like. Um, I would get to learn more about science and engineering and about the research they're doing and about the operations. And so have a much wider view of what's going on. And uh, this is one of the things that really uh, kind of attracted me to this job. And I've been in, I've been in the training for five weeks, um, just completed my fifth week um, on Friday. And it is uh, really awesome. And I'm so glad that I did that. And I think other people, I mean, it's one of them. I, I've been lucky to have really great work environments before. So I, I don't mean to say anything um, that might be taken the wrong way. But I would say that this work environment is extremely supportive. Everybody's helping each other. Everybody's, you know, uh, pushing each other to learn, trying to make sure everybody succeeds, uh, actively communicating with each other, actively giving each other feedback, actively expecting each other to become better and better. Um, and I would say it's probably one of the, the most supportive work environments I've ever been in. So Spartan flight controller, uh, NASA Johnson, uh, plays. So what uh, exactly you learned in this five weeks and uh, what you do? Yeah, so the five weeks, I've been in something called training academy and boot camp. Um, so this is, um, we're, and I'm still in this, this part of the program. So we're learning the things that everybody uh, in mission control needs to know. Um, so... Uh, overview of what the astronauts do, what the flight director does, uh, how they view things. Um, we get to talk to the flight surgeons that are like the doctors for the uh, astronauts. Uh, we got to talk to um, people that manage the uh, internal environmental controls, the robots, the um, EVA, uh, the people that manage the power, the people that manage um, 
you know, uh, the onboard computer systems, you know, because they have like a network and laptops and routers and all these things, just like you have down here that all needs to be managed. Um, you know, the team that deals with uh, making sure um, that the station is in the correct orbit and, um, you know, kind of figuring out how to get it to dock with visiting vehicles, um, such as the Soyuz or the uh, SpaceX uh, Dragon. Um, we got to talk to, let's see, um, we got to learn about, um, you know, export controls and, um, you know, what we post on social media and making sure that we don't cause uh, any problems. Um, we got to, uh, oh, we've got to, we learned how uh, flight controllers talk to each other, you know, because basically you need to uh, solve problems as a team and you need to know how to communicate in a very effective way very quickly. Um, we are practicing those skills by playing games like uh, Moonbase, which is a game that was developed uh, to to help people learn how to use the technology that's going to be used in uh, mission control and also sort of the, the frame of mind and the techniques. Um, we we got to learn all about the research that's being done on the International Space Station, um, how the food systems work, how the internal um, the exercise systems, um, so it's it's uh, really kind of interesting. Um, so just basically just this whole wide range of uh, common information. I mean, it's been like it's been like being in five weeks of space camp. So uh, other industries like other than IT industry, other than space industry, uh, if you see in the world, uh, all other uh, industries, uh, the knowledge of uh, how it works, everything is on the earth. The projects all are, all belongs to earth. So you are working on projects and you are working as a human being, you are doing something that is beyond. Like you are going into the dark. Space study is like going into the dark, understanding something that nobody knows. So only if you people tell to the world, we will know, okay, this is how the environment is. This is how uh, uh, things work in the unknown place. So how is this for you personally? How you feel? Uh, uh, how curious you are to know? Well, you know, it's interesting you say that everything's on the earth and that maybe I'm interested in things that are in space. I think one of the big fundamental mind shifts that we need to make is the realization that we're all in space, that everybody on earth is in space. Uh, you know, the earth is just a planet, like a planet like Mars or like Mercury. Um, or, uh, and if we were on one of those planets, we would think, wow, we're in space, you know? But whenever we're on earth, since earth is like so big and it's what we all know and all the people are here, uh, we go, oh, we're on earth, we're not in space. But in reality, the Earth is in space, and there's only this very thin atmosphere that's uh, separating um, the lifelessness of the vacuum of space from the, the safe haven that we have here on Earth. And I think realizing that Earth is in space is fundamental for several reasons. One is space isn't that special are unusual, it's just some place that we haven't, uh, you know, grown into yet. 
and that is quite natural for humanity to be in multiple places in space besides the Earth. And I think the other fundamental thing is to realize how fragile uh, and special the Earth is. Um, and um, I think space uh, can help with both of those things. But in terms of developing skills and um, working here on Earth, I think whatever we do, we need to ask ourselves, what is the fundamental value that we're offering? You know, and making sure that we are doing jobs that develop our fundamental skills that make us uh, able to always um, find something to do, a way to contribute. And there's a couple of things, you know. Um, one is you know, be careful of any type of routine, you know, uh, of coming into the office, checking the email, going to the same status meeting that you've gone to before, working on this project, um, you know, and really ask yourself, you know, how does this actually benefit uh, the organization? How does this benefit the world? And if you have trouble finding ways, you know, answers those questions, then that might highlight a risk with those activities because maybe the value isn't as strong in those types of things. And eventually, um, uh, you know, there'll be an outside change that will force you to change. Um, but, you know, if you're always looking at problem solving, always pushing the envelope, always learning new skills, connecting with people, learning new things, trying to do the same thing different ways and seeing which one's better, uh, never accepting that something is good enough, that always realize that the best, uh, the best you can have is the second best solution and that there's never a best solution. There's just something better than what you have and we should always seek to find that, you know? And so that's key. So you did uh, completely different jobs uh, before coming uh, uh, to this particular job, flight uh, 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 controller. So how that jobs that you did, the responsibilities that you took, how those are helping you to do this job better and understand uh, uh, the things better today? Uh, that is a good question. Hmm. I have to think about that. Um, I, I think one thing is um, not being, I think it's very important that um, we focus on our end goals. We want to be smart. We want to be capable. We want people to see us as smart. We want people to see us as capable. Uh, you know, those are four things that we really need to work on. To, to be smart and to have people know that we're smart, right? And sometimes um, wanting people to know that you're smart keeps you from actually becoming smart because you don't want to ask the dumb question. You don't want to ask the question about something that everybody else seems to understand but you don't get, right? Um, you want people to say, oh, wow, you picked that up so quickly, right? Which is great. If you can truly pick it up quickly, that's great. But what's more important than looking smart is actually being smart. And so um, I think what I've learned over the, the past 25 years 
isn't something that necessarily came from doing the jobs I did, from working at uh, an internet service provider, at a, a web development firm, at uh, you know the e-commerce group inside of HP, at um, you know the consulting group and support group at Anaplan. But I think it came from just having experience of realizing, um, you know, uh, it's okay not to look smart as long as we're becoming smart. So I think the number one thing I've learned is not to let looking smart keep you from becoming smart. So ask questions if you don't understand, throw, toss out your wild ideas, uh, out there and get the feedback. Realize that um, people are talking from their place of experience and from their viewpoint. And in the case where they have a lot more experience and know a lot more, uh, you should definitely probably uh, put a lot more weight on their answers, but realize that we're all still sort of figuring out things together, right? So things that don't make sense to you may not actually make sense. But people have just come to accept just because everybody before you have accepted it. Uh, so, you know, sometimes you can't make changes right then. But that doesn't mean that you should just accept it and say, well, you know, it doesn't make sense. It, you need to make it make sense for you. If it doesn't make sense for you, then maybe it needs to change. Uh, so those are two things, two things that I've learned. So before five weeks, after five weeks of training, what is the change that in you that you are observing? Well, um, the last uh, five weeks have been like going back to college. Uh, so I'm learning to study, learning to memorize, learning to take tests again, uh, learning to uh, take notes, uh, learning to uh, study with my fellow students. Uh, so that's the, the biggest change that's happened over the past five years. It's just not five years, five weeks. Uh, just getting back into that, um, you know, study mode. So you're also doing your own project regarding the moon. Can you tell more about it? Absolutely. Um, so um, Countdown to the Moon is a project to try to find out what people think about the future of humanity in the context of us taking those next steps on the moon. It's a project I started in 2019, whenever uh, we were really focused on getting those next humans to actually walk on the moon in 2024. And um, when that happens, that'll be the first time since 1972 that anybody stepped foot on the moon. So I think only 1% of the world's population was alive in 1972, um, something like that. But um, my project is basically to interview a person a day. And I was uh, so thankful to get to interview you. Uh, and I've been um, interviewing a person a day since 2019, interviewed over you know, 840 people so far. I got more than a thousand more people to interview. Uh, and I, I'm, I want to find out how they see the world. It, what do they see about the future of humanity? Do they know that we're going back to the moon? Do they think it's a good thing? Do they think it's a waste of money? Are we focused on the right priorities? Um, you know, um, if it was safe and affordable, would they go to space? And also, assuming that at some point we do 
actually have humanity going beyond the Earth. Maybe a city on Mars is an example. You could imagine our relatives actually growing up on Mars and looking back at this time as we get ready to take those next steps on the moon and just wondering what the people were thinking about it. So I kind of think that my project, Countdown to the Moon, is really a time capsule, a historical record, a chance to kind of explore uh, the space of what people think and try to understand, um, you know, and be um, curious about what my fellow human thinks about uh, the future. And so that's that's the project. So, so you interviewed uh, 800 people. So I'm sure they are from different professions, from different parts of the world, and uh, who are into different uh, backgrounds. So uh, listening to all different perspectives and uh, collecting all this information, what do you understand? How people are thinking about the project that you're doing? Yeah. What I'm amazed is how smart people are. Um, we have a planet filled with smart thinking, caring people who are willing to help out strangers with a goofy project uh, that they don't know. Uh, and when you start asking people questions about what do you think about the future? Um, what do you see about the greatest opportunities and challenges? Uh, do you think we'll have humanity living beyond the earth? Um, you get back really intelligent answers, you know? And it's occurred to me that whenever we look at humanity and we see people behaving um, in bad ways or not smart ways, I think the problem is that we are flooding people with the wrong questions. We're asking them, you know, do you did you vote for this political party or that political party? Um, what do you think about this person? You know, do you support this or do, are you against that? Instead of asking people about, you know, what do you see the future of being? You know, so I think I think the number one thing I've learned is we need to ask each other better questions. So uh, there are there are books which came uh, with a name called uh, The World is in Your Mind. So there are a lot of people in the on the. Uh, you know, around me or people whom I saw with whom I completed my bachelor's or master's or I played cricket with the sports. So, you know, we are talking about space. You are into space. You are studying something uh, that is something that is not uh, on the earth, which means uh, you are studying about uh, some place which is not earth. So there are a lot of people that I met. They don't even discuss about the space study or the moon that you're saying or the Mars going to Mars. So like they are completely disconnected from the world, that world, which means there are a lot of people who are not thinking about the space, a lot of people. Uh, but if you talk with them, they, they will feel excited for sure, because that is something unknown world. That is an unknown thing, they, they may, which makes a uh, curious to listen. So. What do you think, you know, world, what do you think about the people who think that the world is in our mind and the uh, world is there other than our mind? Now, whenever you say when the world is in your mind, are you saying that um, this, this doesn't exist, that this is all just 
our imagination or some type of um, kind of like artificial environment that we're in? Is that what you mean? Yeah, which is uh, like outside our physical body. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's that great question of um, if we were just brains inside of a, a, you know, a bucket hooked up to electrodes uh, and all that we were seeing in the world was just the stimulation of, of you know, those, that electronic signal, uh, could we tell any difference between that and the world that we experience? And I think the answer is probably not. We very easily could be living in an artificial world. This world could be nothing more than a, um, a computer program. But I would say that the best way to test this theory is to try to break the program. And what I mean by that is the further we go out into space, the more and more work the environment would have to do to, to kind of simulate uh, that um, experience. So, um, so I mean, I, I tend to think that this is all real just because, I mean, does it really matter if it's real or not? Like, if you can't get out of it, um, would it matter? Like, if we're all in, like, some video game, um, maybe one of the ways you win the game is to get off the planet. <laughs> so, information uh, uh, today, uh, most of the human beings are getting from uh, internet. So, which is, uh, which they are looking with their eyes and hearing with their ears. So, when they sleep, they have dreams and they have their own world. That they are into. They are going into some unknown world. You are into space study. I'm sure uh, there is a close interconnection between dreams and uh, 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 studying about space, stars, what is there uh, uh, in the Mars outside the outside the Earth or in the solar system or outside the solar system. So people say that I see this, I see this, I see this. So what do you say about the imagination and the study that you are doing? Yeah, I, it reminds me of this uh, story I, I heard about one time about this guy falling asleep and he dreams that he's a butterfly. And then uh, when he awakes, he's confused and he doesn't know if he's a man that dreams he was a butterfly or he's a butterfly that's dreaming he's a man because both seemed equally real to him. Uh, and so, um, you know, that could be true with... Uh, uh, life as well. Um, how to know what's real and what's not real? Hmm. I don't know. That's that's a question that I think has challenged uh, humanity um, more more than I I can say. So when we last had a conversation for your project, so I forgot to ask this question because I'm curious. Because I'm curious to know. The only thing that uh, uh, makes a human to feel about things is touch sense. We have five senses. All the senses are different from touch sense. So when you touch something, you will feel it. It can be a stone or it can be a, a controlling thing that, is, that you are doing in your job. It can be a router or it can be anything. That touch sense. When you touch it, you feel something. So in the same way, when you go to a moon, you're touching something that you didn't touch. 
or you know you're feeling so excited so what is that uh, you know uh, have human touched anything on the moon or anywhere outside the planet and what how that touch sense that feeling will be and that's a good question i think you know we do talk about having five senses right the smell the hearing the tasting the seeing um and the the feeling uh but i you know we also have other senses too like inside of our ears uh we are able to figure out our balance uh we were feeling inside our entire body and so you know on the way to the moon we're going to feel lots of things right so from the time that you're on that launch pad you're going to take off that rocket's going to take off pushing you back in your seat you're going to have all this the sound um and then after you get into orbit you're going to be in free fall and you're going to be weightless and uh you're going to be uh, uh floating around and then you're going to be on your way to the moon and you're going to land on the moon and you're going to feel gravity again you know feel the force pulling you down because you're no longer in free fall you're um standing there on the moon but you're going to feel 160 your weight so if you weigh you know 60 kilograms you're going to suddenly weigh uh, 10 kilograms you know um so you'll feel much much lighter um and you're going to have the the spacesuit on you um so you won't be able to feel directly the environment but you know you'll be able to pick up stuff uh, you'll be able to see it uh you'll be able to bring it into your spaceship and um you know then put it back in pressure and and to kind of fill it though so you probably want to keep it in a glove box so that you don't inhale anything you're you're not supposed to um on earth you know you feel like stones and they feel very smooth right because the rain uh beats down on it the sun the 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 wind is making it smooth on the moon there's no atmosphere no weather no running water and uh, so those those rocks are going to be very jagged um you know they they're very sharp very uh um you know rough to the touch uh for sure um i've heard that uh the moon smells like gunpowder or something like this i think i heard that from one of the previous astronauts that had gone um but i think i think uh, you know we have so much more to learn about the moon so much more to explore and see uh i think the more that we go there and look the more that we'll discover that we don't know and that we need to look further um so i'm really excited not about anything in particular but about the things that we we can't even imagine at this point so you uh, you asked the interesting question uh, when when you are interviewing me like uh, is it is it good for human beings to put so much money on uh, space uh, travel or space uh, study so uh, asking the same question in a different way so you are creating so many machines you are creating rockets you are creating a uh, lot of mechanism and uh, you are putting fuel you are you are uh, working as a team together to complete the project and uh, to make the uh, rocket launch successfully and uh, you you you're doing it so all other explore exploration on this planet on the earth 
uh, it can be a health study like human body exploration or people who are studying underwater they are uh, finding new species and uh, every year we are getting like 100 plus new species they are finding new they are putting new names scientists are putting i interviewed a person who is into water study with a scientist so like that there are different types of people who are into different professions but everybody are exploring things which are there on the earth and you are doing something unusual you are studying something and you can't compare uh, the things which are explored on the planet with the exploring things on the space because exploring things in the space is something curious for every human being because everybody wants to listen to that what you find as astronaut what you saw or spacewalk how it will be like we are curious like what nasa is doing what space is is doing what they are doing what they found like when uh, elon musk uh, sent the first uh, i mean got the first success uh, uh getting back the rocket in the same place the expression of his wondered the world like when he was very happy he did something that is didn't happen before so like that you know reusable rockets so space study space exploration is something completely different from all other explorations that is what i feel i am a software engineer i did masters in software i also explore applications websites how uh users interact with the websites like everything related to the softwares and software development and uh, business development i interviewed all the people i i am exploring people who are exploring minds like people how different people how they are thinking why they came from different backgrounds and uh, different country people have different way of expressing different way of communicating and uh, the way the same word that a poland person users the norway person uses in the same different way and indian users in the different way and uk us you, you know you i i observed the difference and when i am seeing the difference one from other i am understanding there is lot of different things in the world so in the same way you are into the greatest project in the world like as a human being i'm sure you'll be very proud of what you are doing Yeah, uh definitely. I mean, I think it's um you know, um we need to explore in all directions. We need to explore the sea, we need to explore Antarctica, we need to explore the tallest mountains, we need to go to the desert, we need to explore underneath the ground, we need to explore in the atmosphere. And so it it's great to to kind of um be in this very unique place to explore where uh you can see the earth um you know rotating underneath uh you and you're going around the earth um where you uh have this sense of weightlessness where you're you know that just right outside the the walls of your spacecraft there is nothing to protect you uh in terms of the, the atmosphere um and and it's almost like a submarine in the sky you know that's what the space station is is like it has its own air and you know it has to maintain its own pressure um and it's is really exciting to to be a part of of this and to see how it works and to kind of go from you know reading science fiction books where uh you know the magic is happens to actually seeing what the day to day uh realities of it is what does it actually take 
to get an experiment from the idea of a scientist, get the equipment up to the International Space Station, get the experiment ran, get the uh, results back. Um, so I'm really excited to learn more uh, about that. So as a human being, what do you think about Elon Musk? Because uh, you are a human being, uh, you have the same hands, legs, eyes, nose, you have the same senses. And uh, Elon Musk has the same senses. And uh, same, you both are human beings, but he's exploring completely different things. Hyperloop, SpaceX, Tesla, and he's doing this. And uh, he's saying, you know, we need to have uh, uh, roadways under... Uh, under the ground and he says a philosophy about it and uh, he says uh, 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 we need to be as a human being we should be multi-planetary species and uh, we need to have an alternate place and it is important and he's convincing the world and most of the people getting convinced yeah because the way he says the philosophy he has the uh, concern that he has on the humanity and also i can see he has opinions on artificial intelligence he said uh, we uh, you know it is it is uh, artificial intelligence is uh, more dangerous than nukes he said at a point of time and also when he's talking about when he's talking with uh, jack ma uh, the alibaba head you know he said a lot of point of he raised a lot of points about artificial intelligence and uh, and also when he's talking with uh, uh the in dubai with the head of the country some guy and the first question that uh, the interviewer asked elon musk is why you do whatever you do you create spacex you create tesla you say electric cars why you do so he come with completely a broad like how you came from computer communicating with computer you worked with uh, uh, as a software engineer you are just com- connected with computer and you want to explore and you decided to come into nasa and uh, you are you want to understand the wide things operations lot of things like in the same way there also he said like he i can see he's talking about the complete uh, uh, world he he understood do you think he understood about the complete world uh and uh, he's telling uh, uh he's convincing because each of his tweets will impact some industry or some uh things so he is a human being and you are a human being he explored different things and he is not a scientist his he his background is physics he came from physics background and he explored the space world and uh, he's saying and uh, everybody started believing him that he's going to do something that nobody did and because he proved it he proved on the planet so you are doing the same and you decided to do uh, the same as a human being you want to explore so what do you say about this uh, elon musk and uh, the thinking process of yours yeah i would say the thinking process of uh, elon musk is uh, much much different than mine in terms of execution um I mean, he's, he sees, um, uh, you know, the problem of the um, global climate change and with taking so much carbon out of the ground and put in the air. And uh, vehicles are a big part of that. Um, so, you know, creating Tesla and a kind of, um, you know, and the, the rooftop solar power 
uh, and the batteries and the charging of the structure, you know, that is like um, uh, an amazing, amazing accomplishment. Um, I think one person doing that would be uh, really amazing. But then whenever you add SpaceX and reducing the cost of launch uh, so much, I mean, SpaceX launched 11 rockets this year in 11 weeks. Uh, so they're, they're, on, they're averaging one rocket launch a week. I'm not sure how much um, other places have launched rockets, but I believe that SpaceX is on track to launch half of all the launches in the world this year. And if they're successful Starship, I mean, you and I will be able to take a trip to space. Um, it may not be something we do every day. It might be something we do once in a lifetime, but it would be something that would suddenly become possible for us. And that would, I think having vast numbers of people see the earth from space will make that mind shift of, you know, the earth is in space. The earth and space are all part of the same thing. The earth is fragile and small. I think you'll start seeing people having that shift. And that'll drive a lot of differences in behaviors and policy, I believe. And I think Elon really could develop a city on Mars with a million people by 2050 that would be self-sufficient. I think there's enough interest around that uh, that will coalesce uh, around that to actually make it happen. And then, like you said, the boring company, you know, I mean, we could have 50 levels of roads underneath the ground, you know, going in all sorts of different directions and not have traffic anymore. Um, and then Neuralink, you know, this idea of having uh, a brain computer interface that would allow for you to just think something and save it away in the computer or retrieve information. Uh, I mean, it, it's huge. Uh, so I, I wish um, I thought more like Elon uh, in terms of making things like this happen. But I am really glad that uh, we have them. I think we need to figure out how to get more Elons. I mean, what would it take for you to become an Elon? Uh, I didn't get you. Oh, what would it take for you to be uh, like Elon Musk? So in an interview, uh, you know, uh, an interviewer asked him that, uh, are you, what do you say to the people who wants to become Elon Musk? So he said, no, it hurts. It hurts your mind. It hurts your heart. Because he sleeps in the, uh, you know, uh, in the company, in the couch. For a long time, he works, he works, he works, he works, he works. And he, he advised, uh, I don't recommend anybody to do the same thing that I did. So it, it hurts, he said. So coming to this, you asked me, uh, uh, boring company. So he said a philosophy, like uh, the deepest minds are more deeper than the tallest buildings that we have. So that is the philosophy that he says, but it is very expensive. He says, uh, no, it's not. He already started and it's very secret. Don't say, like I'm doing this under the water, uh, under the ground in a place uh, in US. 
and uh, I'm creating this. And the world started thinking alternatives. Like what I say is the people who think about the alternates, alternatives uh, who will try to find the new ways, new come with the new philosophies, things in the different way other than conventional thinking. Like everybody is going in the same way. When you don't think in other way, uh, you won't get a new perspective. You won't get a, like this is a, also a way with which you can reach the destination. So a uh, lot of people, if people start thinking in different ways because there is no, you know, my body has limitation, but thought process, thinking process have no limitation. We are thinking so much. That's why we are into space today. If we have limited ourselves and if we put borders around our thinking, we won't uh, step out and uh, we feel scared of ev everything in the world. So if we feel scared, nothing will be explored. The people who are exploring like this on this planet are stepping out from their comfort zones and thinking beyond and trying to tell something and with a logical analysis. And uh, they are telling that and uh, they are proving it and they proved it and Tesla proved and SpaceX launched, but it took a lot of time for him to get the success. You know, it consumed a lot of his lifetime. Now he started doing it very quick. He wants to implement and execute things faster in order to like do so many things in his life. He, he said he wants to die on Mars. He said he, he wants to die on Mars, which means thing uh, you can understand how committed to how he is committed to his uh, work like until unless you do something very very uh, uh, something very big or uh, with strong commitment you won't uh, reach like you're putting 2024 as a target you want to go there you want to create something so you have to do something today you have to do every day something or at least you have to reduce it. if it is 2024 Try to do it at least six months before or eight months before so that you'll have a lo lot of time. Uh, he say, What he says is the more mind that you use, the more output you'll get, the more, the more uh, time you spend uh, on thinking and solving problems. Solve as many as problems and solve different problems. Like you're doing 800 uh, interviews and you're going to interview 1,000 people. So you are solving different problems. Like if every person is a problem, you're solving it. You're talking with completely different mindset. So that is what, as a, you're using your mind efficiently and effectively, you will get lot of information, like different information. You have to collect different information, not the same. You, you should not do the, you should not solve the problem that is already solved. Solve something that then solved or you you have to take that as a challenge. That is when your skill come comes out as a human being. Like if you are doing that, everybody is doing. If you are uh, learning or if you are creating, if you are creating a company project job, so I don't think uh, you are using uh, your ability or uh, your mental physical energies completely. So you are uh, you you can put yourself out and. Uh, uh, you can even you feel surprised sometimes uh, uh, when you solve some problems. You will feel like, did I solve this? Am I the person who solved this? You will get surprised that uh, you have this much energy or this much skills or 
this must be logical thinking rational thinking on your side so until unless you do it even you won't believe it like that until we do it we don't know what we can do and also same applies for the world until unless we launch a rocket and we uh, uh, replay i mean put it in the same place like uh, we reuse the rocket and if he proves it then everybody everybody in the world clapped like saying that yeah but he is saying that before but russia rejected when he went to russia he, he saw a very big number uh, you you can't say this then he decided to create his own rockets today he's being inspiration for everybody in the world like i am in india in a small part of the world i got inspired by him why i don't even know him i don't know who he is i came to know uh, how he uh, by watching his interviews uh, watching uh, how he did and and the philosophy that he has that's why he's being in, on the top and he he's doing that to do something very big and like that even nasa started doing this nasa is from from long time they are doing the working at they are exploring everybody wants to work in nasa every engineer because they can explore they can change uh, uh, themselves and they can put themselves in a challenge because it is a everyday challenge uh, you have to uh, find uh, you have to find the new directions or new ways of thinking if you can uh, continuously uh, able to uh, uh, set your mind like that solving different uh, problems you need organization like that you need organization where you can uh, you know work with experts who will be who will not repeat the same who wants to save the time like who who uh, talk something different always so when you listen to some people who are talking something that you don't know you will learn so if you are if you are being with them for long time in a day you will get lot of information so if you are doing that for 5 years 6 years 10 years you will become a gem and also you can do something you have a lot of uh, uh uh you have a lot of uh, uh, freedom where you can uh, tell what you feel about things so yeah that is what i feel like about the thinking process and uh, comparing to elon musk so you said yours and definitely true I have heard some people say that they find Elon Musk uh, irritating but I think um I'm not sure why that is. I don't think they know as much about Elon as you and I do in terms of what he's actually accomplished and what his goals are. He's very open, you know, uh he tweets random stuff, you know, and says what he thinks. um and he doesn't seem to really care about what other people think and um he does a lot and he's very rich and uh, very powerful but i and I, i think that may make people um you know uh doubt his motives or um maybe people are like I I don't know. It's just kind of interesting, but I I really like Elon. I'm a big Elon fan. I um in 2016, 
when the International Astronautical Congress was in Guadalajara, uh, Mexico, which is just south of me, uh, Elon was going to go there and talk about the interplanetary transportation system. And so myself and my son and my wife, we went down there and we got to listen to him talk about what it would take to reduce the cost of space travel to the point that people could actually uh, liquidate everything here on Earth and then make the transition to Mars. And it was really inspirational. And it's been uh, great to actually, I mean, that was only six years ago. And, you know, these rockets exist. You know, they're, they're weeks away from being tested. Um, you know, this is something that could happen in the next few years. We could have uh, these starships flying and the cost of uh, transportation space go way down. And it'd be exciting. Uh, and also, he said, uh, I feel uh, I feel jealous of the people who are into 20s and uh, who are, uh, um, you know, who are getting information from the Internet very fast. We, I, I, I didn't do that. But today we, you can do that. And he's also against two social networks. Like, uh, don't waste your time on uh, social networks. Uh, uh, try to be productive. Try to create some things. Uh, he will say like that. So he has a completely different perspective and also he's being inspiration for a lot of people. Like I got inspired, you got inspired. Something, uh, some thoughts of his, some energy of his is working in our bodies and, and in our minds and allowing us to grow ourselves and uh, think in certain way. Because these kind of people, you know, why he become powerful? Why he become very rich? Why his why he become a very influential guy in the world because you know like you are interviewing 800,000 and you already did so many jobs in your life which is completely different from one another right you did uh, you work into software web development and uh, now you are into a different study you're working in a different place which means you explored already you explored mm -hmm. the different uh, jobs and roles and responsibilities your your mind already uh, did something different every time in your life so he wants to do it every minute that's the difference like he want to explore continuously like he's con he's conscious and he's curious and he won't waste time in listening to the same thing or to the same person or listening to the same thought he wants to think in another way why can't we do in this way like the different uh, like being completely uh, you know you're 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 completely trying to find in all the ways i mean you're when you be very alone or when you be uh, conscious about uh, your thinking process and when you be very focused on your subject you will find the ways and he find he found the ways he explored the people who are very powerful in the world are they, they are the people who explored things that nobody did so that's why they became powerful and they are curious they will do that until they live on this planet they will explore things and they will be powerful and they they will understand after a certain time they will understand that i can be powerful only if i explore things not by just putting money in my bank the, the money in, uh, will be there in their bank until they 
continue exploring things they say some some new thoughts to the world new ways of thinking or uh, show how to do things in the space find a new thing for example you maybe uh, you know you are working in space uh, space study so uh, maybe you people will tell uh, you know you will people will find some energy in the space that will be useful for our planet and uh, useful uh, for our uh, human activities in a day in our daily life if you are finding that because there are scientists who are saying that we can find energies from the asteroids if we can there will be a lot of minerals in that if we can able to find it if we can get it that will be uh, useful for our to do things better and faster so like electric cars maybe another innovation will come using that energy we will create some some new project companies will come together they invest on it they will create something that didn't uh, so what i'm trying to say is uh, exploring people who are exploring people who are continuously learning and uh, trying to find new ways constantly using the 24 hours very effectively efficiently and uh, listening to new thoughts new uh, watching new visuals with the eyes continuously like you saw yesterday a movie today you are watching a different movie which means uh, two different movies collection information is there in your mind in the same way uh, you studied a different book yesterday now uh, you are studying a different book so when we do continuously like uh, yesterday today it's a very big time if we can do that in one, before one hour after one hour like in we can save time that is what elon did like he thinks differently because he will uh, learn different things and that that you know when you do that automatically your mind will become like you want you, you want to absorb things which are different you want to do things uh, your work in different ways and you can solve problems and you can find uh, the ways that nobody did so i think explorers are the people who are making the world move forward yeah no i think you're definitely right well asai i've totally uh, so glad that i got to interview you and that you got to interview me and that we had this time to talk um it's been uh, such a wonderful uh, thing to actually make this connection with you and i'm glad that you're out there I kind of connecting and exploring and researching and stimulating yourself and other people to think about these things. So um definitely uh, really glad that you're you're getting out there to encourage people to do this. So thank you very much Nathan for giving me your valuable time and uh, telling me about yourself to my audience and uh, telling how you did what you did and uh, how you're making things done. so i i want you to continue doing things and uh, keep being ins- inspiring people and also contribute a lot to the humanity and to the planet well thank you so much well i think with that i i better go to sleep <laughs> and yeah, i know you're just at the beginning of your day yeah uh, last question uh, what is your observation about my videos have you seen any videos of mine on youtube I I haven't actually. Um I've uh there's uh there's a few YouTube channels that I I've seen a lot like what's about it uh what it, no uh what about it 
and uh, Scott Manley's uh, channel and the um, Angry Astronaut. So I've seen these channels on a regular basis, um, but I, there's like so much content out there. It's so hard to uh, uh, really have time to absorb it all. Um, so what do you say about our conversation? My questioning. Uh, I think it's good. I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's important to, to kind of keep it open-ended, uh, but also have things that, um, you know, keep the conversation going. So it, it did both of those things. Um, I, I think uh, your observations about um, Elon are spot on. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's good. I I mean, uh, what do you think about it? What are your goals with your interviews? So I want to give uh, information to the world how different people thinking and uh, how uh, uh, they are uh, making things possible and uh, how they are solving problems. Like I take interviews of uh, different country people who are into like cloud architects, software engineers, software architects. Uh, cloud architects, CEOs of the companies. Before this, I took interviews of the company heads, founders from Australia to like all the parts, more than 100 plus countries, uh, uh, people came to my show, all extremely professional and uh, more than 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30, 40 years, authors of the books. Like, you know, when you see, you didn't saw my channel, when you see, I... You know, they're talking about their imagination, the people who write the, the love stories, uh, you know, they, they, lie, they, they tell about the real stories of their life, what happened, uh, their relationships, all like different, like completely different. I recently I took a person who is from uh, a writers of Marvel, who worked in Marvel. So they are talking about how they worked and all. So... Uh, Taking all this collection, I want to put in an organization in coming days. If I work in a company, I want to give this to uh, to develop or to create something or to tell something new. And also, it will be good for me to, uh, you know, work with uh, people who are like me. At the same time, I can learn from them. They can learn from me. I'm sure by seeing the information, they will definitely think that... Uh, uh, I can do something very big for the organization. So that is what, this is a side project, how you are doing your project, like going to moon, you're doing it, you're uh, giving a new uh, information and collection of thoughts to the world. You're doing it right from your side. I'm, I'm doing it for myself because uh, uh, YouTube is free and uh, podcast is free, right? The server space is free. So I'm just doing and putting it. So other than my full-time job, I want to explore things this will be the continuation because I'm just 29. Uh, because I have huge time to live on this in this world if something uh, don't come badly. So uh, that's what I want to contribute as much as possible in every which way in terms of uh, skills, talent, and uh, exploring and uh, giving energy, more energy to the world. The, the energy is uh, the, the, the thoughts. It's my channel name is Smart Cherry's Thoughts. It's my thoughts. It's collection of thoughts I'm sending to the world. And I took more than 480 interviews. And uh, this is the one of the best interviews of mine. 
Well, you're very kind, and I, I'm uh, glad to participate. And it's, uh, you know, I think the key thing is uh, just to make sure that you continue to grow and connect. And, um, you know, just like you were saying how uh, you always have to be aware uh, of, um, you know, making sure that you, you grow and connect. Um, I, I guess just keep that in mind. So, uh, you know, don't don't feel compelled that you have to keep it up. But if it continues to work, do keep it up. So that's the. Sure, Nathan. Sure. Can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Absolutely. Yeah. You can use this uh, video however however it helps you. Yeah. Uh, can I also put this uh, video on my podcast, website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission? Yeah. Any place you want to put it. It's totally yours. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, keep going. Keep doing what you love. Well, thank you, Sai. Well, uh, good night, and you have a good and wonderful day. Yeah, good night. Sleep, sleep well. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.